What is up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode 52 of the Lone Raider Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am your host, Jonah Young. With me, as always, is my good friend, Nathan. What is your favorite taco spot? Zuniga. What's up, Zuni? Ah, it's got to be Taco Bell, man. Taco Bell, really? Gotta be oh. oh come on! Nah, I'm set in tone in your favorite taco I'm, spot. I'm, taco I am. Bell? I'm messing with you. Okay. To be honest with you, my favorite taco spot. Um, honestly, uh, any food truck that sells tacos is probably gonna be gas, right? So any one yeah. of those, I'd say a food truck taco, taco that would be the go-to for me. I think those slap almost 100. percent uh, you do have to check out who's making your food, though. That's all I got to say. Just preface that. <laughs> That's all uh, I would, you know, by your own discretion. But if they don't look like they speak Spanish, it might not slap as hard. That's all I got to say towards that. So there you go. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say those are my favorite say, tacos. You know, if you're if you're a real fan of like Mexican food or tacos, um, and you're you know not going to like a hole in the wall restaurant or a trailer. It's not gonna be good food, man. It's just, it's just not gonna be good Mexican food. You know, like the best Mexican food comes out of like just like like I said, a hole in the wall diner or a trailer. You know, it's just just a truck. You know, that's 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 the best I have. And honestly, if you when in doubt, go to the place with the longest line. You know, because that's, that's a no that food slaps. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, also with us is Mr. 210 himself, Nesto Martinez. What's up, Nesto? What's up, boys? What's up? What's up, Nesto? Not much, man. Trying to uh, trying try to console myself this weekend. Uh, you know, had to deal with two back-to-back losses where my teams did not play very well. Um, that was devastating. Did win a fantasy, time, though. You know, fantasy was a good week. Good week there. Um, but anyways... On this week's episode, we are once again bringing the good vibes and the high-quality conversations your way, including but not limited to a recap of the Red Raider football team's outing versus the West Virginia Mountaineers, our preview for the Houston Cougars matchup this weekend, and we're going to throw in, I know this wasn't on the show notes originally, but we're going to throw in, because uh, it dropped today, the conference schedule for basketball. Texas Tech basketball's conference schedule was released. We're going to give our thoughts about that. We'll get to that all here in just a minute of course gonna go over our easy money wins and losses and our good vibes five of the week at the end of the podcast uh, before we get all that though i want to remind y'all to go follow our social media accounts that is at loner pod on facebook twitter and instagram we are on apple podcast spotify google podcast amazon music and youtube be sure to rate review subscribe also feel free to leave us a five-star review if you so choose Either way, we appreciate y'all for supporting your local small-time Texas Tech sports podcast that is brought to you by the fans that give some dams and who are officially powered by the South Plains. Make sure to check them out. That is at South Plains on both Twitter and Instagram. Today is Tuesday, September 26th, officially 57 days until Thanksgiving. Now, with that said, let's go ahead and jump right on into... Our Red Raider recap, get a little triple R segment going on. Let's start with some uh some 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 positive news, you know, some 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 positive outings from Texas Tech this week, which includes a uh win on the road for a soccer team. Start with a soccer team. Red Raiders win on the road in Texas, down the number 14th ranked Longhorns in Austin, two to one with a last second goal scored right there at the buzzer. It was just a tremendous one. It was a walk-off dub. Loved it, man. Absolutely loved it. Anytime 
any any win against Texas is always a great win. Doesn't matter what sport it's in, what time of year it is, anytime you beat the Longhorns, especially on their home field, it's a great time. It's a great win. And then not only that, but they kept that momentum going against Baylor in Waco. Man, two back-to-back road doves against Big 12 foes, in-state foes, teams you really don't like. They downed Baylor 2-0 in that one. That was a uh, another great win. Texas Tech soccer so far off to their best start, uh, I think, ever, honestly, in Big 12 play. They are currently 9-0-2, only two ties on the year or two draws i should say on the year so yeah those girls are definitely rocking it out there on okay. the pitch okay um, undefeated pretty 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 nice you know undefeated pretty nice love to see it you know definitely love to see it um getting to some uh getting into just a little bit of volleyball action you know um you know they do down uh, uh 17th ranked Kansas. Whole team downs Kansas three sets to two. They would later um uh, I think drop a game to Kansas as well too. Uh oh and three. But hey, you know you got dub against the 17th ranked Kansas. And then um in the uh, I believe it was the SMU double tree invitational. You lose to SMU. Uh, you lose to LSU. But hey, you know what? You 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 end the trip with a great win against Texas and Corpus Christi. You win that game three sets to one so not too bad not not too bad from our other two uh two school two sports that we have going on right now so uh special order soccer team absolutely killing it love to see it man uh those ladies working hard and um yeah love it man love it so f- hopefully they can keep it up and i believe it was just released if i'm not mistaken hold on a second i wanted Shout to yeah Keep catching doves. Clearly, yes, we- Texas Tech is currently ranked 14th in the uh, in the polls this week. Texas Tech soccer ranked big 14th. W's, man. Love it, man. Keep climbing, yeah. y'all. Keep getting wins climbing. where we've been struggling to find for a couple of weeks. But yeah, shout out to them. Shout <laughs> out to them. Great games, great games all around. Now, with that said, got to get to a little bit of a. I, I don't want to say darker news, but like I get a little bit to uh, some uh, some more. Um, let's just not call it unpleasant uh, news. It's unfavorable. Nah, Gut you know? punching. It, it yes, is reality check. News. This is reality check. This is reality check news. I guess you could say hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, we know. Okay, so we can either get into that or we can go ahead and get into our conference schedule. I, I think I'd rather do the conference schedule first. Yeah, do the conference. Yeah, let's do the conference yeah, first. Who's, who's taking this first? As L we change in this up. Uh, That's what I want. As, as we just change this up on the uh, on the on the fly, right? Here. On the fly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Texas Tech basketball's conference schedule for all the um, for all the the Big Twelve schools was released this week. Bit different. It's not a true round robin considering we have the addition of four new schools. Uh, but you do play home and home against several several teams. A couple of them. Uh, really, just one of them. Have a new team in uh, UCF that you play twice. Uh, the other teams you'll play twice, uh, home and away, is going to be Texas. You'll actually open up with uh, at Texas on January first, and then you'll see them again February twenty seventh in Lubbock. And uh, Oklahoma State, of course, you'll get them next at home on January 9th. and then you'll play at Oklahoma State on the on March fifth. All right, and then Baylor as well. You play Baylor twice, uh, TCU twice, and the uh, like I said, kind of the 
you know unique one there is UCF. You get to make a trip out to Orlando this year. Uh, really, kind of something uh, more favorable in your uh, for, for Texas Tech is you see Kansas at home. You only play them once this year, and that game is at home. So I think that one will be a real intriguing kind of game. Uh, especially to see kind of where Texas Tech is at. You don't have to go to Fog Allen. That's a very daunting place to play at. On the flip side of that, though, you do only see West Virginia once, and that is in Morgantown. Virginia, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of dogging West Virginia basketball, not going to be that good because the whole Bob Huggins situation, everything like that going on there. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I kind of disagree. I, I mean, West Virginia is always going to be that kind of pain in the ass in basketball. They they, they truly are, truly are. I, I agree, man. Last year they were for sure. I, oh, yeah. Two games where I felt like we should have won, honestly, if we just <laughs> closed it out. But, I mean, that was literally the I think we did epitome of last and, uh, year. I think we did yeah we did time. yeah was it our first game because we no, it was, it was like in morgantown it was second in morgantown game. yeah yeah i just remember us struggling one game to close it out against west virginia i guess yeah, you also uh one. you also host kansas state uh at at uh the united Supermarket. i almost said the jones at the united supermarkets arena <laughs> <laughs> uh you host kansas state at the usa and you'll host cincinnati at the usa as well Kansas, I mentioned, and then yeah, TCU, you'll play twice. Baylor, play twice. Texas, you'll play twice. So, you know, very uh, interesting layout. We'll definitely see huh. uh, see how Texas State basketball goes this year. You know, um, you do host BYU as well too. That's the other uh, new team that she'll she'll host. Um, awesome. You do have to play it. at Houston. That's also at Houston, January seventeenth. That's the uh, the uh, Houston, the, the only matchup you'll have against Houston this year, which I think is kind of a kind of interesting the way they slated this out. Um, yeah, I thought for sure we would get uh Houston twice, but I guess we decided to flip up that with UCF, which I'm all for. Get the boys out to Disney World, no problem there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I like it, you know. Uh, once again, it's gonna be 18 round knockout, drag out fight. Uh, and I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. I, I definitely think that uh, this team will hopefully be, you know better coach, better discipline, and have a coach that can um, come out and make the proper adjustments, you know. So I'm, I'm excited about this basketball season. I'm going to turn it over to you guys right now. What do you guys think? Uh, basketball? Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a letdown season last season, last season right? Yeah. Kind of hard uh, to do worse than our... what you did last year. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm optimistic because it's a reset, right, and we – are getting at least a slew of the core that we had last season. Um, but I mean, ultimately this is, this is new territory boys, new head coach, different players. We kind of have the skill set of some of our players known, but for the most part, I, I don't know what everyone's role is going to be this year. I don't know how they're going to get played other than I'm hoping that we go back to us being a defensive basketball school that's the only thing i can think of so far so screw it i mean that got us to the final <laughs> so yeah let's let's roll with it this is gonna be a, a interesting one to watch so to speak i do like our conference play though uh the opponents are a good mixture of uh uh difficulty as well as very winnable games as opposed to i'd rather play byu than uh, osu i guess in basketball you feel me so <laughs> yeah so that's that's kind of how i feel so what about you nesto um i mean i think it's just a little too early to tell but i mean getting back to the tournament i feel like that's just number one priority so 
as long as we get there, I mean, I, I'll see it as a successful season. And, you know, I mean, it's a new process, though, with, you know, like how you said, new head coach and everything. So, I mean, we'll just see as we go, you know, little by little, we'll start to get to know the team and how we're going to mesh together. I mean, I'm pretty sure last year we could tell right away, like when we weren't blowing teams out that we should have blown out, we were like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, Against, so, so uh... that's going to be the tell of the first couple of games. You're going to be, you know, we'll see what this team's going to bring to the table this mm-hmm. year. I'm just curious who I'm curious who also steps up this season as a scorer. Truly, we mm-hmm. lost a good amount of that this past season. Obviously, with our seniors leaving, that was a good, uh, good old point guard, my boy, taking off. I'm going blank on his name. Help me out, Jenna, my encyclopedia. Devion, Devion, right? Devion, Devion. yeah, yes, Harmon. That guy was that man was so sick for us last season. We're not going to have that in our point guard. So I'm curious to see who steps up. Maybe Pop Isaacs takes over as a true point. But I mean, I prefer him as a shooting I like, guard. Yeah, like I said, I like him as a shooting guard, man. That dude is awesome, man. I mean, so he's the most consistent three-point shooter. So, you know. so that other than other than that, yeah, I'm just curious who steps up on offense. Should be fun. No what about doubt, you, man. Jonah? That's it. You feeling? Any, yeah, any I mean, different? that's that's kind of it. You know, I um, I'm not too focused on basketball at the moment. You know, I'm still uh kind of in that football mindset right now. I can't wait for basketball. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm super excited uh, for when it gets here. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be planning a trip on up there uh, to Lubbock to to see the boys play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more excited about basketball right now than I am about you know Texas Tech football, which we'll get to here in just a second, man. It sounds uh, it sounds like a normal <laughs> normal Texas Tech sports yeah. year then, buddy, if we're being honest. Yeah, I feel like a Kansas fan, <laughs> yeah. dude. It feels, it feels like just a regular sports year for us, to be honest, since honestly since clip days. Yeah, I, I can't real. even really say that this year <laughs> about KU because uh, KU's football is actually doing pretty damn good. <laughs> I know. Is say that, that kind man. of annoying? Maybe the Jayhawks will have a down year in basketball. Who knows? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> one can hope, man. One can hope. They've been one on that high horse for a long time, man. Long time. Someone's yeah. going to knock them down. It's bound to happen. It's coming. They've been too spoiled over the years, man. <laughs> Not even Kentucky is that spoiled. You know, That guys are fiending for another program's L. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm hoping for everybody's downfall. That's not my squad. I just want chaos. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> I like it. Just I want like chaos it. all around. Uh, but speaking of chaos, well, not really, not really chaos, but uh, I guess we'll go ahead and jump right into this matchup that we've been kind of voiding now for a little bit. Uh, so Texas Tech falls in Morgantown to West Virginia, twenty to thirteen. So. Let's go ahead and talk about it. What went right? What went wrong? Break down some stats, some key contributors, and just kind of go over, you know, kind of have that discussion. Where do we go from here? You know, where do we lie? Where do we go from here? And uh, we'll get to our standouts here in just a minute. We don't give a game ball out in losses, but uh, standouts, you know, it's always um, it's always kind of like a little consolation prize there. But yeah, let's get into it. Let's uh, start off with what went right. You know, start off on a little bit of a positive note here. What went right? Well, Taj Brooks. That's about it. Now, what would <laughs> no? <laughs> you know, Josh Brooks was absolutely fantastic in this one. Uh, going for tw- had twenty five carries for one hundred forty nine yards, average six yards per carry. Uh, I mean, he was he was fantastic in this game. Um, I don't. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his receiving. Do you have any receptions? I don't think so. Now, uh, oh yeah, one reception for six yards. Not bad. See, average six yards reception too, man. Rushing and receiving. Come on now, bro. Josh Brooks can't do it all, dude. 
Um, he he was fantastic in this game. Uh, I I really I really liked uh, the way he played. I mean, the, he he showed that like, hey, he can be an NFL running back, no doubt. Like that that guy, the way he plays, the way he shifts, um, the way he you know just able to kind of make something out of nothing essentially, and mm-hmm. just kind of carry the whole offense on his back. I mean, yeah, that 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 dude's an NFL running back, man. And I I hope he uh hope he stays for one more year, you know, selfishly. But man, if he keeps playing that way, man, yeah, he'll he'll be taking uh. At least a day two pick, I would I would imagine. Um, I would hope yeah. at least, right? Depending on yeah. the season that he has, <laughs> I'm depending not on who's the first round pick, but I mean, I, I would hope you know, maybe a day two pick. I, I mean, mean I mean, in reality, he could be a he could for sure be a second round pick if we you know gave him carries. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, if I'm we're just smart. Saying. Yeah. If we were smart, if we're yeah. Smart. <laughs> if we were smart, yeah. If we gave him more carries, yeah, we could definitely solidify his draft and his stock. You know, just saying. I don't know. I don't know how many times we have to say run the run the ball, <laughs> <laughs> run the ball, man, Probably. run the damn ball. Uh, but, but yes, uh, I do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and also. Some positive notes. Uh, I want to give a shout to our defense, man. Our defense was absolutely fantastic. Just all around, just as a whole unit, they single-handedly kept you in this ball game to the very, very end. The only problem is offense, you know, just really didn't do their part. But I mean, that that doesn't lie on the defense, you know. I never thought sitting here in 2023, you know, we we went to Texas Tech in 2016. That was our freshman year, right, Zuni? Mm-hmm. And we had to see the abysmal defenses that were those 2016, even going prior to that, 2015, 2014 years as well. I never thought, you know, sitting here seven years later, that our defense would be the strength of our team. It's it's kind of a kind of a crazy turnaround, and crazy how that comes full circle. We're always hoping that our defense could catch up to our offense, be just as good on that side of the ball as we were on the offensive side. And now, kind of flip backwards. You know, it's we crazy, really man. hope our offense can be as good as our defense. You know, it's the defense that's doing their job, and um, you know, can't, yeah. No, can't shout out to the defense, man. Twenty points. If you if you had asked me before the game, West Virginia is only going to score twenty points. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, saying we great. Win. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying we win. If you look at our stats, and I'm sure Jonah's going to get into it individually, right? If you look at our stats, statistically, we should have won. The only thing that we kind of sucked at was time possession. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That alludes into the, you know, give the bands more carries. But yes. I and some, uh, some shouts on the defense are going to go to – uh, how about Jalen Hutchings, man? Two and a half sacks, six total tackles, three solo. Um, you know, two and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, two and a half tackles for loss, one sack total. They only gave him one sack, really. Uh, so yeah, two and a half tackles for loss, one sack in this game. I think he played outstanding, man. I mean, he was really just that clog in the middle. You know, uh, they they were able to get the run game going a little bit, but not 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 through him, man. Not on his side. Uh, they had to really kind of stretch the field, stretch the sidelines a little bit. Because um, yeah. I mean, the strength lies on our defensive line. You know, that's a really really solid unit. Uh, also, a shout out to Malik Dunlap as well, uh, getting a tackle and interception in this game. And also, how about the boy Ben Roberts? Man, he had eleven total tackles in this game, half a tackle for loss, and an interception in this one, dude. That's the kid, this man. I told you, awesome. we got man, another like, one. We got another one, you. dude. You were right. Yeah, I know. You were absolutely right, man. <laughs> I can't wait to see him and Jacob Rodriguez on the same. Uh, just on the field together, I, playing I, you know, side by side, dude. It'd be dude awesome, those man. two with uh, Josai on the out on the yeah. outside. Oh, golly, it's, it's, it's that's crazy. We have a sick core. 
we have a sick defense. <laughs> we're a sick core, crazy. man. I mean, uh, we have a sick defense. Yeah, and our uh, and, and Jacob Rodriguez, I think, because uh, obviously he went down. The Wyoming game was ruled to be out for uh, about four to six weeks. I'm hoping we get him back for you know at least uh, at least BYU probably. I, I really hope this is the last week he's out, you know, obviously kind of nursing that injury still. Um, I hope he gets back on the field, man. So he he, he will be back on the field uh, sometime this season. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of what I have for positive notes. You guys have anything else you want to add on to that one? Uh, I mean, uh, reiterating on the score, yeah, 20 points. That's that's a great stop. That's yeah. a great day on our defense. Um, To be honest with you, uh. What team has scored over 30? Is it just Oregon? Oregon's the only one that really gave us a, you know. Oh, Wyoming. But even then, Wyoming too. Yeah, but not even by a lot. But that was after OT. Yeah, not, yeah that, was, that was like you know, that, double that, OT. That's, that's yeah. double OT. So yeah. th- our defense has pretty much kept everyone under 30 points the entire season. Yeah. Right. Besides Oregon, yeah. Besides Oregon. But, but even then, like, we, that was a fight to the end, right? So, yeah, I mean, looking at Oregon's been playing now. I mean, yeah, it's kind of impressive. I'd say that we, we kept up with them the way we did. But, yep. you know, so uh, our defense is cold and we shouldn't be losing games. <laughs> but we are, which is it so definitely is a uh, bend, don't break <laughs> style defense. You know, every now and then, I mean, even with those style of defenses, you're going to give up a big play. You're going to give up mm-hmm. a touchdown. But for the most part, I mean, you're you're into your job when it matters the most, getting down into that red zone. I really feel like that's what mm-hmm. Texas Tech did in this game. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to the whole D-line and the linebacking core because I, I really do feel like that we took away the mm-hmm. run game for West Virginia, which is crazy. Um, I mean, not necessarily, that, uh, but I, 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 feel, definitely, I, we, I feel like we did enough considering that that's the strength yeah. of their team. You know what I mean? 20 points, like I said, like. Come on, that should be enough. It should be enough. Shouts. So shout out to the D. Y'all put up another great performance. Uh, at least I'm excited and hyped before I yeah, get I mean, it all brought back down when we start talking about offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, defense only gave up 256 yards of total offense. Uh, 99 yards to the air. Less than 100 yards passing. That's I don't even know when the last time we did that was. I'm curious. Uh-huh. Probably Tarleton. I don't know. Right but I don't, no, in fact, I don't even think we did that against Tarleton. Um, you did give up a 157 on the ground, but that is the strength of the West Virginia offense this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought defensively you you did outstanding. I mean, there's really nothing bad I have to say. Um, they single handedly kept you in the game. They got two turnovers. You you won the turnover margin in this one, and you didn't commit and still one. Still lost. You know, you were two, <laughs> still two, lost. You, yeah, you still <laughs> lost in this game. Um, they needed it. They needed a pick six. That's what it was. That's yeah, what it you was. Know, that's really what I was thinking. Like when I was watching the game, I was like, "Bro, our our defense needs to get a pick six because obviously our offense is going to do nothing for us in this game. Like they're going to do nothing. They're not going to score a touchdown at all unless we get one through our defense, like a pick six or a scoop and score or something like that. That's what's going to ignite the scoring for us. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Would have loved to have seen it happen. Uh, but nonetheless, though, man, I mean, you 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 can't um you can't go past this game without giving a lot of credit to that defense. Um, now should we go ahead and get into uh, what went wrong? Yeah, credit <laughs> to West Virginia. Uh, yeah, defense. pretty much well everything on the offensive yeah. side. Now I do want to preface this by saying our quarterback Tyler Shuck did go out with an injury. Uh, we've had a uh, broken fibula, from what I heard. It's going to require oh surgery. God. I believe he had surgery today. If I'm not mistaken, um, likely going to be out six to eight weeks, which would 
pretty much will mean he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Uh, so... I'd like to see him uh, potentially make a comeback this year. I, I, I really like to see him because I, I think yeah, that's a year pretty, of injury. Uh, injury eligibility, maybe. maybe I, I think he's year. used. I think he's used up all of the eligibility, man. I don't, I don't, think I don't know, man. Say, you man. get injured. You get injured in college football. You get another year, man. A lot of a lot of cats do it out there. So, but do we really want another year of him? That's I mean, the, that's really the question, though. But I mean, well, he does he want to stay? Another, another I mean, I, I I don't I don't exactly know like if he has the eligibility for a medical red shirt or Look, not. All, um, all I want to say is shout out to Tyler. He bought for us for a good amount of a good amount of games and it was fun to watch but i mean the the experiment's over now right like even if even if it's not his choice it's truly over because of the injury so yeah i don't think this was an experiment i think this was definitely like he was the guy and this was his team and you know like like we all say like i i I don't i i never once hated tyler shuck i'm not gonna hate tyler shuck i will be you know if he's not playing well I'm going to be like everybody else. I'm going to be a little critical of his play, you know, but I want to see him do well. You always want to see him succeed because that's best for your team. It's best for Texas Tech. You know, you want to see that out of the guy. Um, But, you know, obviously when he's playing, you know, not well, I, um, you know, we're going to talk about it. Uh, But I really do uh, feel bad for the kid. I, um, you know, to end your college career like that, it sucks. <laughs> that's that's just a really crappy way to do it, especially when you had high hopes. You're never really quite able to finish a full season. Um, yeah, you know, I uh, I, I feel for the kid. I, I hope he makes a speedy recovery. I actually would like to see him back uh, playing the game just just to finish out his career, man. Because I mean, that, that's that's a real shitty way to go out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. That definitely does blow, man. But I mean. It, that leads kind of into our what went wrong with the offense, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna start it out. Zach Kittley, Zach, what? I, you know, <laughs> I said it a couple weeks ago. I was not sure about his play calling, right? Oh my god! If there, if there's ever, oh if I got uh, a worrisome or just a very concerned look on my face, uh, yeah, Zach Kittley is the reason right now. And I'm going to stand by that. I won't go off into a rant or anything. Let's just run the ball and use that to and be our strength of our team. Let's have that be our identity. That's It's okay. It's okay to have that as our identity at Texas Tech. We're making – we're being a defensive school. That's never been it, right? So why – I don't understand the – the, the the hesitation to just keep feeding the guy the rock. Feed him. Somebody tell him to give me Zeke eating cereal motion. To <laughs> feed that boy. Come on, man. That's all I want to say. That's really it. But uh, plus, he got a pretty good backup in uh, Cameron Valdez, who so we saw get like a carry, I think. But that was it. And he looked nice. He looked nice yeah. in that a carry. He got like eight yards, I think. <laughs> I was like, oh snap, we're about to we, we throwing Cameron in there finally. Cameron, Cameron. I don't know. I think it's Cameron. Yeah, how you truly pronounce it, but Cameroon, Cameroon. <laughs> but yeah, um, I do like how we are incorporating our wide receivers more uh, in the run game. Nehemiah, Xavier White, they're getting a couple carries, so that's cool. But man, there's just there's still no rhythm on offense, man. And I, I don't understand because we the easiest rhythm to have is just handing the ball off and seeing our boy work. But uh, I'll. I'll 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 present the stage to y'all, Nesta. How how are you feeling about the game? You I've just been clamoring on us running the ball the past couple of weeks, so I, I'm I'm gonna stick to that because what the hell? 
What the heck? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's the same thing we've been talking about. Um, the play calling mainly. Uh, you know, you get down with a chance to tie the game. You're in the red zone, I believe, at like around the ten yard line. Thirty eight mm-hmm. seconds. You have two timeouts. The the reason you got to that point was because you kept giving the ball to Taj and you take it away from it. And not only that, on third and two before that. Yes, that's actually what I want to get to. Third, third and that's two probably. before that. We, we, we throw we a, fade? a fade to the shortest running back we probably have in the running back room. And Nehemiah Martinez, yeah. And then we put ourselves in a tough position to get a fourth and two. Now, luckily, Toshbrook gets it. And the drive just barely. Just barely, mind you not. That was all him, by the way, on that fourth and which, two. Which, which not, not only this, Zach Kidley decided to run a play that he already ran in that same game. He just flipped it over. I saw and, it too, bro. And, and, and I saw West Virginia realize that it's the same play that they saw earlier that worked for us. And that was all Taj. He made that shit work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 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 so then you get in a position where it's first and 10 at the West Virginia 10. And uh, you have 38 seconds. You have two timeouts. The guy got you there, and you take the ball away from his hands. And and now instead of you know getting closer, where you might even open up a read option, a speed option, any other type of option, maybe a shovel pass, anything just near the goal line, instead of having to have Ben Morton cram it in there, you know, off of no warm up, like it's just maddening. It's it's crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure Taj could have shit. It, maybe on the first first and ten, maybe he scores a touchdown. You never know. Yeah. You know, but I for sure think he gets us at least five yards. He's averaging six yards and, carry. And, and, and you know, give him the ball. Call timeout when he gets tackled. You still have 32 seconds. Run the ball again. Hell, bro, you can why, spike it. Why not? You can spike it. You can spike the shit. Exactly. You're, you're, but, not, you're not going up that far. <laughs> but, but, but you have the timeouts, right? You have the timeouts. You have two of them. You ain't going to use them. Ain't no point in using them. You know, you can't say, well, if we don't get it, we need timeouts to stop the, the you know, to stop the other offense from advancing the long way. You don't have three. You have two. So you got to use them. And throwing the ball, throwing an incomplete pass with throwing the ball stops the time anyway. So I just don't understand the logic of, you know, let me give my running back who's been carrying us this game the ball at least once or twice, maybe just once. I would have been okay if they just ran it once, got to the five, and then done what they did. I would have been okay with that. But to not give them a chance is just blasphemous. It's crazy. Yeah, and kind of going back to that third and two fade to Nehemiah, that that's that's a play call that's gonna haunt me the rest of the fucking year. I mean, holy <laughs> crap! Uh, I, I I want to believe so badly. Now, obviously, like look, we're we're not in that offensive room. We're not in the um in the film room. You know, discussing like, hey, what what that play call would have been. I I want to believe so badly that that was not designed. That was kind of like just an option that Morton did himself. That was just kind of something he did. Like yeah. it wasn't Kitley drawing that up and you know, just having Nehemiah on the fade. You know, I I think Baron just saw like, hey, look, I like that matchup. Maybe he didn't know Nehemiah was out there. I mean, there's no way he didn't know Nehemiah was out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, or if you're gonna run a play design like that, which is fine. Like, I, I don't mind you taking a shot at the end zone, but you do that on first down, dude. You don't do that on third down. Exactly. Um, 
And so, I mean, thankfully on that drive, you were able to get that fourth down the next play anyway. But, like, that was such an just an obvious give to Taj. Let him go I, make some work yeah, happen, you know? Yeah, I, you I don't get the first down. Um, and I, then, okay, maybe take a shot at the end zone in, right man. there. But, tight end. You know, yeah. Oh, oh, and, uh, tight end. Yes. And going back to, um, what happened? What would happen next? Jaden York just absolutely ball just went right through his hands. I feel like he missed time to jump, you know, because I mean he was open, dude. Like he was open. He, right he missed there. time to jump. The ball was right. Yeah, because I I was watching that uh, when they slowed it down. I was like, oh, he jumped too early, you know, and yeah. he just like came down a little bit as the ball was kind of sailing over his hands. Yeah, his a little bit. But I was like, for sure, dang. And I, I know he's a. He's a young, I think he's a true freshman or redshirt freshman. And I know he's going to get better from this. He's going to have that experience. He's, he's going to grow from this, get better from it. But God damn, man. Like that would have been like, you, you got to come down with that, man. Yeah. That's just, that's just that dude. There's just no excuse for that. Like that's yeah. just on you. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, and if he did, be the hero of the game, <laughs> you would have gotten us into at least overtime, unless you decided to go that's for game two. ball. That's that game actually wouldn't mind. Honestly, if we would have lost that game on a two point conversion, I, I, I wouldn't be. I'd be a little mad, like how like how our offense played throughout the game, on, but it, like I'm not gonna be mad with the overall the outcome, call. you know, because you were going for the going for the win. It depends on the play call on that two yeah. point conversion. Yeah, the play call. If that two point, on, yeah. if, if that two point conversion is lost because it, it was a it was a pass play, yeah, I'd be kind of pissed. I'd be honest with you, straight up. I don't, where they start at the two point is it on the three, I believe the two and a half. Uh, yeah, it's on. It's on. Yeah, I think it's on two, two. Yeah, two, two, two and a half, something around that. Yeah, that's yeah. Two yards. Give that to Todd, please. We got two six <laughs> foot five plus tight ends. Throw them on the edge. Old school football. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of like going That's to the, the, uh, going go to the third two, and two. You know that third and two fade. Yeah. Like you have a six nine tight end. You have a six another six six tight end. You got John Bradley six five. To just spark and Bungie six four. I so like, so unlike unlike y'all, I don't mind the shot. I don't mind the yeah. shot. Uh, on the third and two, right? I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah, giving it to Taj would make it easier, but we get an extra play because if we know we're going forward on fourth down, anyways, and we think he's gonna get us those two yards, then that's cool. But like you said, like Nesto said, I, I, why didn't we go tight end there, man? Why don't we go? Got lo, lo, why don't we go Fungi? He's six five. Why? What? The, what are we doing? Or Bradley? He's six five. What are we doing? I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't mind taking the shot. I just. I, I just question just, just the moments of uh uh that got us there. That's really it, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, was the weather bad? A little, I believe. Yeah. You know, I I don't it think terrible it, uh, had too much to do with the game. That was kind of the other argument, like all oh, the offense you know could I mean? be going I, because well, because really neither weather, offense was going but, very well because of the weather. And a lot of people want to point to the weather conditions, but um, yeah, I mean, like yeah, it was a light drizzle. Like you know, it wasn't too terrible I, I I'm, I'm not gonna really use that as an excuse though yeah it wasn't like a torrential downpour or like worse playing in snow um you know and like once you like because i remember the sideline reporter she was saying like yeah the field's actually starting to dry up and then like later on in the fourth quarter we started seeing a lot more offense a lot more you yeah. know rhythm from both sides you know going down the field and whatnot and um you know i, I don't know how much the weather conditions really had to play into that that's crazy to me it, it didn't seem like it was it was really too bad you know Definitely, de- definitely prefer a nice sunny day, but you know, you know, like I, I don't think that played as much of a factor as a lot of people wanted to. Uh, you know. I, I don't know if it does 
to the players themselves, but I, I'm curious if it plays into a factor for the play calling on how you want to approach offense for that day. Even a light drizzle, like you're saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we should just uh, not throw the ball as much. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's a – I questioned the play calling to begin with, so I'm, I guess I'm doing it for everything now. You saw the weather and you just didn't want to – you didn't want to throw the rock? You didn't want to get into a rhythm? Hand it off maybe? Jeez. Incorporate some damn screens, man. You have big receivers, make them block, give it to your faster guys, Miles Price. I like to sure, see I, some of that, more of that. Yeah, where where's Miles Price been? Yeah, he's been MIA. Did he, did he have a reception guy? in this game at all? I don't think he had a single reception this game. No. Our 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 <laughs> quote unquote best athletic playmaker, and he's not getting any ball. Where's Dre McCray? Uh, he got what? No, I'm three joking. receptions He's actually. Young. He got three receptions <laughs> for eighteen yards. Uh, Xavier White led the day. He had three receptions, forty-five. Jerome Bradley three receptions for thirty and a touchdown. Uh, Jordan Brown had two receptions for twenty-seven yards. And as the aforementioned Jer- Dre McCray, Mason Tharp with one reception for fourteen yards, and Baylor Cup one reception for twelve yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your tight ends get one reception for fourteen and twelve yards each, and we're just like, yeah, we're not gonna throw it to them anymore. Yeah, they're they're, they're done. <laughs> I put them on the sideline for that for now. Just saying, man. Uh, but saying. you know, kind of going to your point though. Look, I, I'm like I want to preface this by saying I don't. I'm not on like the whole fire Zach Kitley train. I want I want I want to make that clear. I'm not on that train. There's a lot of people going out there saying like get rid of Kitley. He's he's, he's a bum. He's not calling good plays. He's, he's trying to get too crafty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you he's know, a bum. straight um, up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Just the way you said it. I'm not on that train either. Yeah, I'm not I, on I, that. I, I will say, though, I think his seat might be just a tick warm after that. But, I mean, you still have the rest of the year to, you know, kind of get something going. And even on a day where neither offense really got going, I mean, you still put up, you know, over 300 yards of uh, of total offense. And I get, you know, that's Texas Tech, you know, 321 yards total offense. And I get, you know, Texas Tech has higher expectations than that. And, you know, you really should have won based off of that. But still, you know, I, I want to give you, like, a little bit of time to to get it figured out, but to this, I mean, you you still have receivers that can't get separation. You always have to scheme up separation. An offensive line that cannot pass protect still cannot pass protect. Matter of fact, I think the person who's on the hottest seat in this entire football team is actually our O line coach Stephen Hamby. I think he needs to be on the hot seat for now. Like, cause I mean, you knew that was an issue last year going like last year, the office line was the biggest glaring issue on your team and you've done nothing so far through four games to fix it. Uh, we, we have a good enough sample size to kind of look at where we are as an offensive line through four games, a third of the season, and you've done nothing to fix this at all. It, they're still okay. bad. I just, think you need just, to like have a really hard look at this guy and be like, hey, is this actually the offensive line coach? Is it a Zach Kittley problem? What's going on here? Is it a personnel problem? I don't know, man. I mean, it could be a mixture of everything, just not com- mm-hmm. not not culminating and coming together. But I don't know, man. I, I think Stephen Hamby should be on the hottest seat. Not not really necessarily Zach Kittley, but Stephen Hamby for sure. You know, like, I, you, you, like you're not gonna get a whole lot of excuses out of me from from Hamby. Like you, I'm, I'm not gonna like listen to a ton of a. Uh, a ton of excuses on on his behalf, but you know he needs to get it figured out. Oh, that's all I'm gonna say. Just get it figured out, man. Um, and you know a coordinator like we said refuses to utilize the middle of the field, as we said on last week's podcast. Doesn't want to use middle field. I've, I've clearly given up on on this Tech Tech team trying to get it over the middle. These other middle shots at all. 
I mean, they're just, they're just not there. He just That's does not want to utilize anything over the middle there. We have some shifty slot receivers, oh. man. And we don't want to use them either. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, kind of crazy, insane. man. Kind of crazy. I, I, I don't feel like that uh, really meshes as a recipe for success at all on our offense. So something really needs to change. I will say one thing that I would like to see change um, is really just, you know, it's kind of like I was listening to RC space uh, after the uh, RC Twitter space after the, uh, after the game. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about like, Hey, look, I think every job moving forward needs to be up for grabs. Doesn't matter if you're six year senior or a true freshman, you need to earn your spot every single week uh, in practice throughout the week. Go for it because I mean that that's the only way I think you can really get the season back on track. You're starting. You're one and three right now. At worst, we we expect this team to be what two and two. Yep. <laughs> you're yeah. Sitting at one and three right now. So yeah, that that's kind of just all I have to say about it. That's all I'm gonna harp on it. I know we spent a lot of time on this, um, but uh, you know we've already gone through uh, the key contributors. Kind of just yeah. like you know where do we go from here? That's kind of the Shut segment up. I want to get to. Where are we gonna go from here? You know, we're sitting at one and three, as I mentioned. Uh, you're a third of the way through the season. You have eight more games left. So let's go through all eight games that we have left. The next, uh, let's go through the next Ooh, third of our schedule. We got Houston next week. Okay. Dub. Should be like we'll, we'll get into this matchup a little bit more later on. Uh, should be a dub. We go on the road at Baylor. Baylor's kind of dub. mirroring they Texas thought. Tech right now. They're kind of struggling in the same regards that we are. And it is on the road, though. I'm honestly kind of at the point where I'm giving up on all faith of us going on the road and doing anything in anybody else's house. Because, uh, I mean, you can't win in Wyoming. You can't win in Morgantown. Am I supposed to believe you're going to win in ba- at, at Baylor and Waco? I don't know. That's exactly yes. right. But I feel like that might be the one. That might be the one win. Because even last year, we were able to get one win on the road. So I think Baylor might be the one win we get on the road. Uh, Kansas State, no chance. And BYU, <laughs> that one's kind of 50-50 up in the air, you know. I don't know, man. BYU's not uh, looking great, but it is on the road. It is in the mountains. You've already lost in the mountains before. What's changed? You know, we'll find out then. Uh, so I think best case, best case should be 3-1 and one during that stretch. Uh, with a lone loss to Kansas State. I think the best case scenario is, is, is that. Worst case, you're probably... One and one in one and three, yeah, one and three down that stretch, yeah. Uh, and then let's go to the next half of it. Got TCU, Kansas, UCF, and Texas to round out mm. the year. TCU, it's on a Thursday night game. They're looking pretty good. Um, it is in the Giants. Uh, we'll see. That one's I, we'll see. that one's a fifty-fifty game to me, just because it's at home and you tend to play better at home. And it's a night game on a Thursday, coming off a of bye week, you know. It just depends on the momentum. Yeah. At that point in the season. Absolutely. So kind of 50, 50 Kansas. They're looking kind of, kind of good. Kind of nice. You know, you got to go play them in Lawrence, another road game. You struggle on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not buying you on the road. Like you got the road scaries again. Uh, however, Kansas, they're, they're looking good this year, but they tend to fizzle out as, as the year goes, as the year goes on, as it did last year. Maybe history repeats itself. I don't know. I hope so. UCF, um, get that one at home. It's a senior night game. I w- I I did mention that that one kind of does scare me a little bit, especially if you are to get a win on the road at Kansas. Uh, put it this way, I think 
if you beat Kansas, you lose to UCF. If you lose to Kansas, you beat UCF. I think that's the way it's going to go. And then Texas, no chance. Not even going to lie. <laughs> so I think best case, you're probably sitting at two and two and two. Maybe maybe three uh, and one. You're, Depending you're on the TCU hopes, game, man. How many how many home games do we have there? Yeah, so we're probably one and three. Let's be honest. And maybe three and one. Uh, I, I I like no chance against Texas. Texas is a lot better than us. And They're I just more them. talented right now. Just worst case, up. probably. I think even worst case, probably probably one and three again. So I think so, the worst case scenario is you could be at, like at three and nine on the season. Geez, so yeah, three. <laughs> That's three worst games case scenario. one. That's crazy. Being considered a uh, Big Twelve contender, going down to three and nine. Um, wow, that's a bleak outlook. If you want to take that approach, that's for sure. You know, I, um, I mean, just based on what I've seen so far, I I just I don't think it's that we're not the better team. I truly think we're more talented than a lot of these teams that we've played against. It's it's really just it's coming down to just execution on our part. On uh, uh, the offense, particularly, obviously, they have to take a little look in the mirror. Like you said, everyone's job should be up for grabs. I agree. Um, but uh, <laughs> that goes on the coaches as well, man. I, I think uh, I think Joey needs to just tell them to stop being pretty. Okay, so at, at some point, we got to say, what do we want? We want stats, like air raid stats, like we usually do? Or do we want wins? Like, what is what do we want? Yeah. Because we can get wins... We can win ugly. We really can. I, I I believe that. If we if our style of football is winning ugly, I will take it. Cause That's we're West winning. Virginia style right now, right? So I, I would take it. And if we have the defense for it, which we do, to edge out these gritty kind of wins or gritty, I should say. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like we we just gotta stop being cute. Our best offensive playmaker is. The easiest way to get the ball into our best offensive playmaker is handing it off to him. <laughs> That's yeah. a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing, right? So you can't really fumble the ball when you do that shit. That's all I got to say. So uh, everyone's job is up for grabs. Um, offensive, uh, Our offensive philosophy needs to get dialed back a bit. I know we want to be the air raid team, but I want wins, man. And I feel like controlling the clock, controlling the game leads to wins. <laughs> and the, in these scenarios, I, I truly believe that, yeah, yeah. But and you need you need five more wins to get to a bowl game. Do we that's do what we're looking at now. That's what we're looking <laughs> yeah, at. That's kind of where we're looking oh, at. We're, it's like, can we get to a bowl we're game? Back, we're back on. Can we get to a bowl game? Not yeah, not Big uh, Twelve championship. Not Big Twelve championship. Although we're not technically eliminated from it yet. Well, one let loss me ask doesn't get you. you there. But let, let me ask you <laughs> this, Jonah, because um, well, here it is, man. Here it is, and to you too, Nesta. You pretty much said it was a. You called it saying it was a disaster waiting to happen, right? With the whole mm-hmm. QB situation. So, th- this is the guy you said particularly uh, when uh, you you pointed out your 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 hot take, your starting lining up of the season, having Morin in there. Um, he's the guy now. <laughs> yeah, we know that for a fact. He's the guy. So I, I want to ask you, like, uh, what what should we expect out of him? Should we still expect Big Twelve contender? You, my friend, thought he'd be the starter <laughs> at the beginning of the season. So I want tell me, enlighten me. He's the best recruit we've gotten at Texas Tech, four-star QB. 
uh, can we still compete for a Big 12 championship? Because we're over here being pessimistic as fuck right now. Sorry, but yeah. we are, right? <laughs> so we're 0-1 in Big 12, right? So there's still plenty of season. So I, I want to get oh, your, yeah, your, your opinion on it, man. You think uh, you, you believe in this kid's arm? Because right now our options are winning ugly and uh, seeing what the kid has, basically. Seeing what if his potential is as high as we think it is. Considering so, where he was, so that so, I kind of want to get your take on it. Let me let me Both answer. You, that. Really. Let me answer that for you. I do believe in Baron Morton. I, I want to make that clear. I believe in this kid. I think this kid has what it takes to lead this offense, to lead this team, to be the future of this program. He's a West Texas guy. You know, he he you know bleeds scarlet and black, man. I mean, this guy's always wanted to come to Texas Tech. He's the highest rated mm-hmm. crew we've had um, uh, at the quarterback position. And uh, I, I think he definitely has what it takes. I like his arm. Um, you know, he's a really quick decision maker. The only backdrop on him now is that he's a one read quarterback. One read, that's it. Not there. I'm going to take off and run with it, um, which is fine. You know, like one or two reads, that's fine. But you have to adjust your play calling around that for him. And I just don't think that Kitley's style is necessarily doing that. Like he he needs to get better at going through his progressions. And Kitley's a quarterback's coach. I think he'll learn that. I think he'll uh get better at that as the season goes on. And he just really needs to develop. I, I believe in Baron Morton. I think he has what it takes to be the leader for Texas Tech. I want I want to say that. I don't know about the offensive line and I don't know about the play designs, you know, about the play calls. I think those are really going to be iffy, you know. The, that, that's so what I'm kind of worried about. I I get that. I I guess what I want to know is how talented do you think this kid is? Like, do you, are we are we? This is web talented or is this Patty talented? Not Patty talented. <laughs> Maybe that's a little too high, but you know what I'm getting at, right? Because when I watched when I watched him last year, I I kind of felt he kind of had a little sauce to him. You know, what I mean, a little yeah, a little definitely. bit of that it factor, right? So well, I mean, I, I feel like you just kind of have to let him go out and be who he gonna, is. You know? He's gonna get a full week of practice. He, yes, so he's gonna cool. get a full week of practice because uh, I'm not sure many people know this. You know, you can't just plug a kid right into the game, middle of the game that you know hasn't really prepared for because backup quarterbacks don't get a whole lot of reps in practice that week. Mm-hmm. They really don't. It's all the starter, and then you're kind of thrust into the game like, oh, you should have that next man up mentality. Doesn't always work that way, my friend. Does not always <laughs> work that way, especially at the QB position. So yeah, I, I think with a full week of practice, he'll look a lot better than what he did um, this past week. But once again, I think it kind of stems to your offensive line and the play calls uh, for this team. Because defense, I'm not worried about. They're going to handle their business. Uh, but it's uh, kind of rallying around him and playing to his strengths. You know, his strengths are, you know, just you know, uh, just a couple reads, one or two man. reads. You know, doesn't have to go through a ton of progressions. You can utilize the round, uh, the ground game with him. Uh, Cause he is, you know, kind of a more of a dual threat quarterback than Shuck ever was. I agree there, um, yeah, for sure. I will say though, not not to you know put salt in the wound, you know, and that's one thing that we really kind of stayed on this podcast, man. Like you're utilizing a guy who's pretty injury prone, has an injury prone history, and you're utilizing him like a running back. Like that's not going to bode well in the future, man. And we called it right here on this podcast. Pretty All much. three of us did. Yeah, we did. You know, and it, it, it. Guess what? He gets hurt. I mean, that's not on. You know, the play call. I mean, it's football. Shit happens. You know, people get hurt a lot. I'm just saying, like, th- like why? Why are you utilizing him as a runner, man? You know, I just, I, 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 I that baffles me. I don't understand it. Um, but I do feel like Bear Morton is more of a more of a dual threat guy. And you just kind of have to take the good with the bad. 
You know, I mean, this guy's going to air it out, man. He is going to launch that motherfucker down the field. Okay. There's nothing oh, he yeah, can do. He's, you know, he's a gunslinger, dude. You know, so you kind of have to take the good with the bad when it comes to him. And I think if you're able to do that, kind of utilize to his strengths, play to his strengths, you know, getting him in a better groove by getting the ground game going, the little short intermediate passes, screen plays, maybe utilizing, I don't know, the middle of the field. That'd be cool too. Um, just a suggestion. <laughs> Uh, of course, yeah, I'm sitting over here playing armchair coordinator. Um, <laughs> but um, and I recognize that. I recognize that. I, I do want to say so. But yeah, I mean, if we play to his strength, I think we should be okay. And I think we can definitely get to a bowl game. You know, but you got to win five of your next eight. So, what about you guys? What about you, Nesto? How you feeling about Baron? Um, excited. Excited, truly. Yeah, truly. truly. truly? Um, I mean, to this point, I mean, even when Tyler was playing, still was the play calling for me. Um, I think Morin, bro, you're going to see a difference in the uh, passing game. I mean, obviously, last game is just hard to put, you know, the kid comes in like, what was it like second quarter, halfway through it? Yeah, it's like halfway through the first or second. Yeah. Yeah. You plug him in. I mean, Let's be honest. He probably didn't think he was going to play today or that day. Yeah, no. That and no backup quarterback goes into a game thinking, "Oh, today's the day. Let me be ready, a hundred percent." You know, and and they always preach next man up. You never know when it's going to be your turn. But as a football player, you're not thinking my quarterback's going to get hurt today. I need to be ready, and that's just the truth. Like no one does that. You know, there there is a type of preparation that you have. Because, I mean, you still have to go in there if that happens, right? So, yeah, he knew what he was doing, and he knew the routes and all that. But, like, he, you know, off of no warm-up probably, he wasn't like – Your he week of preparation is – like, as a backup, your week of preparation is very different than the starter that week. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's you don't get those reps the against starter. the ones in practice, man. You're kind of more scout team, honestly, than you are actually getting those reps. Yeah, so your preparation weeks are very, very different. So – yeah, I'm sorry. So, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, 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 like that being said, I mean, I, I, we just can't use this last game as like, you know, like that's that's what he's gonna bring to the table. Like, you know what I mean? So, he has a meter, you know. You know, th- this next game is really gonna say a lot um, about him, about what we should expect. Uh, I don't think Houston's been that good lately. Um, I just think, you know, uh, there's still hope for the season. I haven't lost all hope yet. It, it just takes a groove for the coordinator and the quarterback to mesh. And in college football, it happens all the time. You start off slow. But as the year goes by and the team finds its groove, knows what they like to run, knows what they like to play, I mean, you get hot. And, you know, the sky's the limit at that point. You know, who's to say that? This next game isn't the breakout game for the entire team. Offense does well. Defense does well. Special teams does well. It just takes one game for everybody to be like, all right, we got it now. We know who we are. We know our groove. And then just go on from that and, you know, try to put up together wins. But it it just happens all the time like that. And so I think patience is a key. But, um, we should be excited for more. I mean, we're going to be able to see if he's like 
the the guy for us from moving on forward because I mean Tyler's probably done here. So yeah, that's what I think. Definitely unfortunate, but yeah, I I I definitely agree with you, man. I hundred percent agree with you. You know, season's not over. Still got long season. I kind of going back to what you said. I think it was either last podcast or a couple podcasts ago. Um. I'd rather suck now and be good later than be good now and suck later. You know, yeah. I'd rather you know be good down the stretch and then be good right now. You know, and uh, and also, man, look at you, Nesto, being a five star vibe check on us, man. <laughs> Absolutely, up, I appreciate hey, you. Man. I was about to say this. Why I have friends? Move, bro. We're all about to bloom out here. We got this guy <laughs> rocking the do rag, just being a vibes guy, man. Love it, dude. Love it. <laughs> also, also, I don't think West Virginia is a bad team anymore. I was shitting on them last week. Yeah, this is uh, – I, I think they're proving no it right team. now. Uh, I think they're, they're no good team. They're going to be a middle-of-the-road team in the Big 12. They should not have been ranked as low as they did in the coaches' Yeah, pool. no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. You want to give our uh, – like, Yeah. You want to go ahead and give our standouts – uh, this week, guys. Before we just go ahead and kind of wrap this uh this game up and move on to the next one. Yeah, I'm a standout of the game, Austin uh, McNamara. I told you this one off air, but I'm going with the punter. Uh, yeah. screw it. I mean, we have one of the best punters in the nation, and this was his best game to show out with our mediocre offense. So good, good for the boy. <laughs> good for the boy. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, my standout uh, of the week. <laughs> my standout of the week is going to go to Josiah Pierre. Man, led the team in tackles, twelve total tackles, five solo by himself. I think he is uh pending a. Pending a minor injury right now. I hope he's uh, ready to go. I think uh, he's going to be day-to-day moving throughout the week. But can't wait to see it, man. I mean, Josiah Pierre definitely balled out in this one, man. Nesto, who's your guy? Um, I'm going to say that boy Hutchings, man. Oh, yeah. That boy, yeah, nice. That, that, man, the way that he can stuff the run and, you know, just make tackles, I love it. I love to see it. You know, we haven't had that in a very long time here. So to see him, you know, dominate that defensive line is pretty great. All righty. So let's go ahead and move on uh, to the next week's game. Let's go ahead and just ball this one up, crumple it up, throw it in the trash where it belongs, and move on. It's a new week. It's a new team. It's a new us, man. New episode, you know? <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and talk about this game versus the Houston Cougars. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's uh, start with there. They are two and two on the season this year, uh, getting, um, you know, obviously they opened up big 12 play, not necessarily on the right foot, you know, pretty big loss, a substantial loss at home versus TCU losing that one 36 to 13 uh, loss against rice too at rice, which is basically, you know, <laughs> another home game uh, double they overtime. Suck. That is a rivalry game though. So you can never, uh, can never, you know, Discount rival teams. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. Count out rice. That what you're saying? Yes, the owls, man. Owls looking actually pretty good this year, man. Like I'm actually excited for for the rice owls, man. They've been bad for a long time. I'm 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 excited to see how they do going forward, man. Especially in the conference play. And they got a dub against uh, UTSA at home uh, as well. So they're sitting at two and two, and then they played Sam Houston last week. Got a pretty big dub, thirty eight to seven. I think we should go ahead and go into some of their. Key playmakers, some players to watch out for. Obviously, they got quarterback Donovan Smith. And um Donovan Smith. Is, does he does he look familiar to you guys by any means? I don't know, man. Yeah, he, uh, he, he looks know. oddly familiar. Does he? I don't know where he's from though. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes. 
Who I like Donovan who Smith? That could be. You know, kind of a the whole team kind of kind of starts with him. In that, um, he's got. Um, let's just look at his uh, his stats on the year. He's got over a thousand passing yards thus far. Sixty-two percent completion percentage. He's got five passing touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, you know, one twenty-five rating uh, on the ground. Uh, he also has. 104 rushing yards with three touchdowns as well, too. So he's doing through the air. He's doing on the ground. We know this kid uh, played at Texas Tech last year, started several games for us. Didn't do too bad. You know, didn't do too bad. But wanted to be the guy, wanted to be the starter uh, to transfer into Houston in order to do so. Um, But I will say if there's any defense that knows how to uh, shut down Donovan Smith, (laughs) <laughs> it's the Texas Tech defense that knows how to Let's shut go. down. That was with it's uh, Tim DeRuiter and all the guys on over there, man. But um, you know, I will say though, it can never count out Dana Holgerson, man. That dude has always seemingly had Texas Tech's number when he had when he was over at West Virginia. We've had a lot of close games um, against Houston this year. We've beaten Houston for the last uh, for the last five years because we we've played them as non-con opponents, so we're very familiar. With Houston, of, of every team in the Big Twelve right now, we are the most familiar with them. Playing them for the I last, I feel like it's a rivalry years, game, so. bro. At this point, yeah, I mean, it's East Texas versus West Texas. At this you know, point, it's a rivalry uh, both game. Both are red. Right, so. uh, both tend to get the same kind of recruits. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely say a lot of our guys end up going there to Houston, uh, mm-hmm. which is it seems like every year there's at least one player on Tech that transfers to Houston. It's never the <laughs> other way around. It's never Houston players come to Texas Tech. I. I I don't know why, but hey, you know what? It is what it is. Houston's a big city, man. They like Houston's the city. a big city. I yeah. get it. I get it. You know, it's uh, still a commuter school. Um, just leave that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, getting to their rushing attack, Parker Jenkins leads the team in rushing with 147 yards, averaging 5.3 per carry and three tutties on the year. Uh, Stacy Snead, their running back. Uh, actually has more carries, a little bit less yards though. 124 on the ground, 4.3 per carry, and a touchdown. Uh, so they're pretty, uh, pretty proficient. Uh, definitely like to, definitely like to air it out a little bit more than they do on the ground. But uh, they definitely have a, a pretty good ground game. Obviously, I mentioned Donovan Smith with 104 yards as well and three touchdowns. So they are more, they are a balance attack. They just like to throw it a little bit more. And receiving as well. God, watch out for this guy. I mean, he's already got 400 yards on the season. Samuel Brown, their wide receiver, 24 receptions, 405 yards, 16 yards per reception. No touchdowns, oddly enough, but uh, definitely change if we uh, don't get our shit in gear. Um, okay. All right. Matthew Golden as well, the wide receiver, 244 yards with 22 receptions, uh, 11.1 yards per ca- per reception. And four touchdowns. He actually leads the team with four receiving touchdowns. And, of course, uh, Stacy Sneed as well, their running back, the aforementioned uh, running back. Uh, pretty good receiving, too. He's got seven receptions for 69 yards, nine yards per, per reception, and a touchdown. So definitely got to watch out for him in the passing game. Getting on to the defensive side, I think this team really just relies on their defense one of their defensive linemen uh nelson caesar who has got 19 tackles actually third on the team in in total tackles uh three and a half sacks as well so Mm. duke definitely can rush the passer uh get after it and um yeah he he, he's a solid guy we're definitely gonna have to have a game plan for him and with this offensive line 
gonna definitely cause some havoc. Havoc. I, I hope I'm proven wrong though. Hope I'm proven wrong. Uh, and then of course their linebacker Malik Robinson. We saw a lot of this guy last year. Um, yeah, he uh, he leads the team in tackles, twenty five total tackles. Uh, however, that is about it though. He's just kind of a sideline sideline tackler all over the field though. Definitely a playmaker as well. And you know I think um, uh, can't rule out uh, the DBs Malik Fleming as well. Uh, he has fifteen tackles on the year, three picks. And uh, uh, one pass defended. So yeah, he is. He's definitely gonna be a force to be reckoned with out there in that uh, defensive backcourt. And then another familiar face, and Alex Hogan, another defensive. Oh back wow! For them. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Uh, but Alex Hogan, former Texas Tech transfer, has 15 tackles on the year, uh, no interceptions. Um, he is a uh, yeah. He's got two pass defended. Um, so yeah, I mean. Pretty pretty solid uh linebacking core, defensive line core. They got they got playmakers in on all levels on the defensive side. And of course their offense is uh looking pretty good. A lot better than ours. So <laughs> I'll just kinda kinda leave it at that, you guys. But I think this is definitely a definitely a winnable game. Um turn it over to you guys. What are your initial thoughts about the matchup? We match up well. <laughs> I think. I, I don't know anymore. I really don't. I think we do. Our defense is gonna keep us in games. Uh, their offense um, has struggled at times during the season against, uh, you know, some quality opponents. Looking at you, UTSA, looking at you, Rice, right? They've struggled. I mean, they scored a lot, but they struggled a bit, even though they scored 40 points. But still a struggle because if you're only putting 42 on Rice, I think that's kind of bad on your program. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it should be in the 60s. I guess, man. Every once in a while, every every program gets their 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 golden year. Every once in a while, I get it. That's cool. But against Houston, <laughs> it's our strength against their strength. And you know what? I'm hoping, right, for a good offensive showing. And if there ever if there ever is a game and an opponent to want to get your groove, you know, find that rhythm that we've been trying to, you know, talk about the past couple weeks uh this is the game i think um because the quality of opponents is only going to get up it's only going to go higher from here in the big 12 i think um our schedule is favorable for the most part but uh all the teams that we play this season are not pushover teams in the slightest even you've already alluded to it earlier uh with the whole kansas situation where we think that's a dub every time we go in there but that's not even a guarantee at this point so Houston is probably the most guaranteed of a win that I can think of this season so far. So let's use this as an opportunity to, you know, uh, reload and uh, and get going and start firing like a TTU Red Raider does. You know, guns yeah, up, buddy. baby. That's all I'm trying to get at, man. Let's let's get our fires. Let's get our shots going and uh, let, let's score some points. I'd love to see uh, a game where we score, you know, more than 35 points. Maybe a game where we score almost 30, 30, 24 points in the in one half, maybe. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that. I, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I I say this. Um, uh, I, I think it was on a Twitter space. Was on. I think that forty, based on what the offense has put out so far, forty-one points we put up against Tarleton State might be the most we score in a game all year. Crazy. If we don't fix things, we don't get things in gear. That could be the crazy most that we see. All season, so. Uh, but Nesto, man, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, honestly, we gonna blow them out. 
<laughs> we gonna blow him out the water. Hey, less sucks. I've never liked Donovan Smith. Even when he was at Tech, I never thought he could throw. He's a really shitty thrower. Let's be honest here. I'm gonna be blunt. He can't throw. He can run. But if we just make him a one-dimensional player and we force him to throw, it's gonna be easy for our defense to, you know, just make him throw the Lamps. ball. I'm thinking Lamps. two touchdowns. I'm thinking three sacks. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> TTU take three university. <laughs> TTU. Man, you know, we've dropped the A bomb. We've dropped F bombs. Now we got Nesto with a truth bomb here, dude. You know, this oh, guy. Oh, man. this guy. Brutal. That was smooth. I like that. that <laughs> I like that one. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Nesto just being kind of brute with it, man. I love it. I love that. Awesome. I mean, he's not wrong, though. I mean, look, Donnie Smith can, he could throw it downfield, but I think his intermediate and short passing game is kind of where he always felt, you know, short. Like this man would never hit a drag route, <laughs> if I remember correctly. So. Yeah, yeah, new team, uh, new new offense, new coach, new everything I like, around him, I, new players, I like this man's different skill it. sets. We'll Let's see how it goes. We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Let's just blow him out, please. please. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> um, but what do you think? What or who do you think the X factor will be in this game? Start with you, Nest. Uh, yeah, yeah, go, go through Nesta. Why not? Uh, does it matter on what side of the ball? Is just. In general, nah, right. X Factor, yeah. baby, just the X Factor. Man, it's, it's going to be Morton, of course. You know, if if he's on one, easy blowout. If he's struggling, uh, it's going to be one of those. You know, like last game, it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be tight. I, I just don't think Houston's a. Uh, I just don't think they're good at all. I mean, based on what I saw against UCSA. Based on what I saw against TCU, I don't know who else they played. I think you said they played Rice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's Sam Houston, it, right? It's either going to be an ugly one. So. It's either going to be an ugly game, at, or it's going to be a complete blowout by us. I, I don't think there's an in between. Gotcha, man. So, gotcha. So, so, I, so I mean, of, of course, the new quarterback is going to have to be the biggest X factor in this game for us. Understand. What about you, Zinni? So, um, since Nesta went with Morton, right? I could, I could go that one too. I mean, it's pretty important. I'm not gonna lie. Depending on how that kid plays, really depends on the quality of the the game that we get. But I think, uh, I think the X factor will actually be our linebackers for this game, and really just uh, containing uh, Donnie. Donnie Smith, the boy, because that was one of his better strengths was yeah. his ability. We know him ball, well, right? So, we call him Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> we can call him Donnie, right? Yeah. So good old Donnie, man. I I I rooted for the kid hard, but yeah, like Nessa, I I never really thought he was the greatest passer, but he 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 was good enough. He, he could step up in big we moments, were. man. Yeah, he was good enough for where we actually, were as a team. So you know, actually so against that, so cool. a Houston team last year, we stepped up in some key moments. Won us the game. Ironic, isn't Houston. it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. A, it was on like a fourth and six, circle, right? Man, but I mean, he he did not crack under under pressure, man. When it came to big moments, man, that's really where he shone the shone the brightest. But what I think is going to be the X factor in this one is going to be third down conversions for our offense. Mm-hmm. Can we move the chains? Can we just not go for it so many times on fourth down? You know, can can we 
get that rating up because yes, we go for it so many times on fourth down or uh, fourth down. Uh, cause we, uh, we were five for eight in this past game, I believe, um, yeah. which isn't bad. That's pretty good, <laughs> but we wouldn't have to do it so many times if we could convert the first down on third down, you know? Um, so I think that's going to be a huge factor in this game, as well as I'm going to say, I think the crowd noise, man, just Red Bear Nation showing up, selling out this game, being loud, being proud, um, and just doing what we've done the last four times we've played Houston. Beat them. <laughs> Beat them. Yeah, you know, we haven't lost Houston four times in a row. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would just kind of say that. I think that's really the X factor. I'm I'm very confident in this team's ability versus Houston, just kind of with our recent history as well. Um, I'm I'm feeling good. I was actually kind of hoping that this matchup would be in Houston this year, uh, especially with them kind of joining as a new um, new conference. Mostly just because I wanted to go out to that game, and it's only a three hour drive instead of six hour drive. Um, <laughs> but uh, just you know, kind of selfishly. Uh, yeah, and plus we played them in Lubbock last year. Obviously non-con opponent, but still, you know. Um, but I'm glad we get them in Lubbock this year. Uh, the boys definitely play well at home. They're gonna take out last week's frustration on this Houston team. I really, uh, I really think they can. Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm really big on a really big on Texas Tech. But yeah, third down conversion, I think is gonna be my X factor in this game. So leads us into some keys to. Victory, uh, Nesta, you always have a pretty good slate of keys to victory, man. Start with you, buddy. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, run the ball, run the ball, <laughs> run, run the, the ball. ball. The only key to the victory, run the ball, run the damn ball. You know what I mean? Um, and also, uh, I think, and you know, I think it's important to get more going, and whether it's short pass, medium, deep doesn't matter just give them some confidence heading into you know the future matchups so i'd like to say you know get getting more and going and run the damn ball <laughs> run the damn ball man zinu what about you gotta be the online man no nah, i'm joking no yeah run the ball zach kidley zach kidley's our key to victory um he calls a good clean game uh obviously our offense will look a lot better than it has in recent weeks so that's a key to victory. And once again, just the uh, defense stepping up and staying, staying hungry, man. Them boys, they got, they got them dogs in them. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, all right. That's so ugly. <laughs> that boy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that'd be my keys to victory. What about you, man? You got any, uh, so ones my that keys we to victory, yet, Jonah? kind of playing off of my X factor in our offense, converting on third down. I think it's going to be one of my keys to victory is getting off the field on third down for a defense, you know, forcing some three and outs, man, forcing some punts, um, and then also being able to uh, return the punt. So I'm going to go special teams as well. I think we special put up a really teams. good special teams performance because if you really look at it, I mean, it's strength on strength, weakness on weakness, you know, in this matchup. You know, our, our defense is strength of our team. Their offense is strength of their team. Our offense is weakness of our team. Their defense is kind of weakness of their team. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting matchup game to game. Seeing uh, It's really going to be a chess match, I think, in my opinion, um, of this one. But, you know, I think a real key to victory is getting off the field on third down. You're not wearing down your defense. Um, you're not allowing the other team to wear down your defense like they did le- last week. Um, and you're not just gas when it comes to the fourth quarter when you really need the boys to step up the most. Uh Second one, I'm going to go time of possession. 
you know, you really, really lacked time of possession last week. You let them basically have the ball almost the entire first half. I mean, hell, you put up 45 yards of offense in that first half, I think. Insane, that bro. is just absolutely a the last time that, that should not be that should not be the uh the case by any means. I mean, you know, we're we're just kind of going in here trying to look it up right now. Sorry, just trying to look at time of possession. They had um sorry, I don't I have time. live reporting. Live reporting by Jonah <laughs> Young. Live, uh, just live producing, you know, being on uh being completely unprepared. Just looking it up here. Time possession. You know, it's important. It is. It uh, you know, keeps our defense. Yeah, so they fresh. had the ball for so they had the ball for 34 minutes in that game. We had the ball for 25. Mm. And I think my last key victory is I think you guys are gonna agree with this one, man. Stop with the dumb fucking penalties. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Play more disciplined football. You were nine penalties for 96 yards last week. West Virginia had three Ooh. for 20. That killed you. Stop yeah, with the dumb is. penalties. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's going to be another key to victory for me, man. Uh, but let's get into some score predictions from you guys. Zuni, stop you, buddy. Oh, that's crazy, man. I don't even know what to even think as far as offense goes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be modest. I'm going to go 30 to 14. Uh, I'm going as my score prediction. I'm hoping we score more than 30, but uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, 30 to 14. That's my final score prediction. I think Houston gets two touchdowns off of something dumb, probably. Just the lapse. You know what I mean? Gotcha. They'll probably score one in the first quarter, make them think that, oh, we this is a game, and then we'll take over. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope so, man. I hope so. I hope your score prediction comes true for the first time all year. Yeah, thanks, man. I know. I'm getting called out for these now, and at this point, I feel like they're warranted. They're warranted at this point, man. Some of these, Jesus Christ. Tech, you're making me look bad. Golly, Tech football. Go, Tech! (laughs) Nesta, what's your score prediction, buddy? Uh, 37-17. 37-17. Nice. Nice. That's a a good score right there, man. Um, Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Um, so last week, I had the closest score prediction with the Tech losing. Uh, not going to do it this way. By the way, I take no solace in that. I want to make that clear. I take no solace in being right. I don't know. It sounded like you were pretty happy. <laughs> not at all. It. I take no <laughs> solace in being correct. This man was blowing up the group chat. Y'all don't even know, man. This man was going crazy about that. No, it was not. So, at all. So really, I could call the future, bro. Look at me. I was pretty close, though. Like, I, 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 I was 26-24. That one that was, that was pretty close in you know, 2013, not not far off. Uh this week though, kind of going to what you said, Nesto. You think this one could be kind of an ugly game. I think it's gonna be a weird kind of bullshit score. I got tech winning 29 to 25. So oh, that's kind awkward. of what I think. It's gonna be kind of one of Four those points. type scores. You know, hey man, the Telegino Garcia is gonna <laughs> happen this this weekend off of a oh, yeah, score prediction like that. 29? It's awkward. How does it happen? 29 to 25. There? I don't know how we're going to get there, but we are. It sounds like a bunch of field a, field, a field goal and a, a safety, safety, a missed extra point. I don't know, dude. A lot of things can happen, man. <laughs> I, I, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Uh, should we go ahead and move on to uh, one of our favorite segments of the show? Should we go ahead and move on to a, um, you know, if you had the weekend oh, yeah. that uh, – 
that one of us had uh, was not a very good weekend. Should we go ahead and move <laughs> on to oh, some yeah. easy money? The money, the dinero. I need to get like a like a cash sign or something, like a, a hat. <laughs> so we need a cash chain, Zuni. A cash chain. That'd be that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Or like, uh, what is it? The little the little Asian man with the the little the the cap. The cap counting money in the casino, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of those. Well, yeah. Let's jump into some easy money. Let's go. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right. Welcome in to our easy money segment going to go over a couple of wins and losses from last week uh last week was actually my best week believe it or not good job uh, I went 12 for i went 12 and 7 nice uh zuni you came in second you were 11 and 8 and uh nesto I- i'm gonna need you to pick it up man you were 7 and 12 last week yikes <laughs> damn it brings uh my overall total to 49 and 48 i'm above 500 means I'm making money right now. Uh, Zuni, you're still leading the pack 54 and 43. Let's go. And uh, Nesto, man, come on, buddy. 44 and 53. Come on now, man. Let's go. <laughs> um, we uh, kind of go over some of the, the matchups, though. If you pick the teams to cover, man, you, you basically won in all of our matches. The only two teams I didn't cover was Oklahoma and yours truly, Texas Tech. Everybody else covered. Ooh. Every other team covered. Uh, over-unders were kind of mixed. I believe there was a little bit more unders than, than over. Yeah. Yeah, there are a few more. Yeah, definitely more unders than overs last week. So it was a good week to pick the cover and pick the unders. We had our first push bet of the year in uh, Florida State and Clemson. Uh, totally end up being 55 exactly points scored. So I uh, had that push back <laughs> right there. Yeah, I saw that one. That was fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so, yeah, got all my bet. That one uh, is negated from the um, from the slot there. So, yeah, hopefully we'll have a better week this week, my friend. Uh, first matchup today, though, we got Louisville versus NC State. Louisville, a three and a half point favorite with the over under of 55 and a half. Zuni, who are you taking here, buddy? Damn, Louisville or NC State? Huh? You know what? I'm probably going to go with the birds, Louisville. Yeah, so I, I'm, a, I'm going with the birds. Yeah, I'm going to take them to <laughs> cover, but I'm going to take the under on this game. Okay. Nesto? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to take NC State and the over. NC State in the over. Awesome. Interesting. I think I will go ahead and take, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to take Louisville to cover. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the under, though. Definitely take the under this week. Okay. okay. Next up, we got the Bussin Bowl Michigan versus Nebraska. Michigan, an 18 point favorite with the over under of. 40. That is big tennis fuck right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I I'm gonna go ahead and I'm actually, you know, I'm gonna bet the over in this game. Crazy. Not by much. I think it's gonna be like 41 points. But I'm I'm actually gonna take Michigan to cover. Okay. Uh 
Yeah, no, I agree. Michigan will cover. I'm going to take the under. I bet you this game is going to be nasty. It's going to be 27 to 3. Watch. It's going to be something <laughs> like that, man. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Big Ten AF, as as uh, Jonah said earlier. So, yeah, Michigan covers under. Nesto. Same, same for me. Michigan covers, but the under? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. That's a good Next football up, team, though. We got the game that college game day will be at. Notre Dame versus Duke heading out to Notre Dame. Uh where's that? Durham. Durham, yes. Durham, North Carolina. Notre Dame. Uh Duke. Not, not Dame. Uh Notre Dame no. six point favor with the over under of fifty two and a half. I'm gonna go. I think Duke will beat the spread. Not by much, but I think they will beat the spread. And the over under is going to be Yeah, I'll take the over. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame, um, had they not lost last week, uh, yeah, that would have been, uh, my call, you know, so I would have been, <laughs> you know, tied with Jenna last week. So this week I'm not going with them. I'm actually going with the, 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 the Blue Devils, Duke. I'm going to take them to actually not cover that. I think it'll be another close game. I'm actually going to take the over though. So I think Notre Dame, uh, beats the spread, but ultimately Duke wins and it's the over. Hey, Duke yeah. wins the game. I think Duke wins by a field so you're, goal. You're just taking them outright. It, no, no, Notre Dame is favored. Duke's not favored. Oh, oh my God. I don't have my glasses <laughs> on. Yeah, no, Duke, I think, will win the game, honestly. So you got Duke winning I think, outright. You're going to take the over? I do. I think, I, yeah, I do. I think nice, this is dude, nice. one yeah. of their years, to be honest with you. And I, please, please become a decent football program so we can add y'all to the Big 12. <laughs> just saying. That's ACC, so about you, brother. Here. Uh, I'm taking Notre Dame to cover and the under. Okay. Next up, getting some Big 12 play. Got Cincinnati versus BYU. BYU a three-point favorite at home. The over-under of 50. That's that's an interesting over-under right there. I think I might actually go ahead and take that under. I'm going to take BYU to cover, though. Next up. Hmm. Uh, I'm taking BYU to cover with the over. Okay. Zoom. So I'm taking Cincinnati here to actually beat them. And I'm going to take another one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the over in this case, though. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. Kansas versus Texas. Texas, a 17 point favorite at home. With the over-under of 64 and a half, they really think Texas is going to wipe the floor with the Jayhawks. But as the great Lee Koiso says, not so fast, my friends. Kansas (laughs) is going to beat that spread, but I'm without a doubt taking that over. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I'm taking Texas to cover. I think Kansas Kansas will keep it a game up until – Midway in the third quarter. <laughs> man, we know, we know what happened last time KU came to Austin, man. Uh, uh, the yeah. game I was at, actually. I was at that game. <laughs> There's no way it's happening again. Rooting for, uh, root for the for the Hawks because my brother-in-law, Texas, by the way. Texas, and he just got me a ticket, so I don't want to hear you, you know, diehard Texas tech fans go like, oh, what was this dude at a Texas-Kansas game wearing Jayhawk gear? I, I question. Bro. You're going you gonna, to you gonna wear a tech gear? You are? Yeah, cool. Bet. Two, Anyways... Two, 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 two. <laughs> to yeah, what? Yeah. Anyway, 
You gonna wear it to the Jayhawk game? Uh, am I going to? I, I could. I feel like I'd be Swear, a little out of place. I wear my. I tell you, I wear my Kansas City Royals uh, jersey there. You know, so I'm technically <laughs> not a KU fan. I'm just. A, I guess. Royals true. I'm, I'm a lost baseball fan. That's why I am. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Texas. They're covering, and I'm gonna take the under. Nesto. Yeah, I'm going Kansas to cover. Shit, I really want to say Cats is going to beat those motherfuckers. But... <laughs> I love it too, man. I love it too. Uh, I'll take the game. over. Nah, just say it. Just say it. Kansas wins. All right. Just go ahead. Do it. All right. All right. Bet. Cats is going to win. Oh, day he did it. Okay. They're they, they going to win 49 to 35. Hell yeah. Two touchdowns. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Let's go. Let's go. So you're taking the over as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be right. You're taking the over. Awesome, man. Love it, dude. Love it. Um, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment guaranteed to lose you money on <laughs> your sports bets. So please <laughs> bet at your own risk. Uh, sorry, just need to get a little PSA out there. Uh, <laughs> next up, I, I don't want to be liable. I don't want people yelling at us. I don't want people yelling at us. <laughs> he said, hold on. Before this continues, after that, still did that. <laughs> Watch this man actually predict it, though. Watch Kansas oh, I would love it. I would love nothing more, man, than for the board to be right. Next up, we got Baylor versus UCF. UCF an 11-point favorite at home with the over-under of 55 I will take UCF to not cover, and uh, but I will take the over. That's what it's called, right? The bounce house? No. Yes, the bounce house. The bounce house. Yeah. Um. Nah, Baylor's kind of no. Nah, Baylor, they're, they're clamoring. They need to. Yeah, yeah. They'll beat the spread. I'm gonna take the under. That's how I'm feeling. Baylor versus UCF. Okay. I think I think they'll win ultimately UCF, but I think uh, Baylor covers or beats the spread. I should say. Nesto. Um, having UCF cover and taking the over. Sweet. Nesto got Iowa State versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma a twenty point favor with the over under of forty eight and a half. I gotta think Iowa State beats that man. I think Iowa State will beat that spread. Oklahoma will win, but I think Iowa State will beat that spread at least. And I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take the under in this one. You know, oddly enough. Yeah. Yeah. Same here, Jenna. I'm agreeing with you here. I don't think Iowa State will. <laughs> I don't think they'll score very many points. If I'm being honest. Nesta. But. Uh, I'm actually gonna take Iowa State to cover that spread. Nice. And I am taking the over. Sweet. Next up, we got West Virginia versus TCU. TCU, a 10.5 point favorite with the over under of 51. Oh, this is a interesting one. Zinni, what you got, man? Uh, I think West Virginia will beat the spread there, in my respect. Um, they uh, are, I'm going to take the under here. Okay. I think TCU wins, but I, I think they keep it a game, and I'm taking the under. Nesto? Um, I'm taking West Virginia to just win outright. <laughs> really? And, okay. And taking the under at 51, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. TCU, yes, not it after contending for a national championship <laughs> last year. So, 
Uh, this, this is a tricky one for me. You know, I'm just this, this feels like kind of. I, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like TCU, but I'm also kind of in a fuck West Virginia mood. <laughs> um, you know what? I th- yeah, West Virginia earned my respect, but can they do it again on the road at TCU? I I don't. I don't know. You know what? No, I I, I think TCU will cover that. Cover ten and a half. The win by eleven. And I'm gonna go. This is Big Twelve ball. I gotta bet the over. <laughs> Fair <laughs> Next enough. Up. Next up, we got Arizona State versus Cal. I know this isn't a Big Twelve matchup, uh, but Arizona State's a future Big Twelve opponent. So, and uh, Cal and ACC won. So, uh, Cal twelve point favorite in this one with the over under forty nine. That's a. Hmm. Is Arizona State that bad? I really haven't kept up with Arizona State all that much. Hard to think that that bad, or is Cal that good this year? Because I, I don't or the, the, Cal being good. The Sun Devils, the Sun Devils. Sun I don't Devils think they're that Bears. good this year. Yeah, um, I, I don't think Arizona State has been good this year. So I'm actually just gonna take Vegas's word on this, and I'm gonna take Cal to cover, and I'm gonna take the over. Oh, Same. Man. I'm taking Zuni on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all be right or wrong together. I'll take. The, I'll do the same. Yeah, I mean, I really can't tell you much about Arizona State, and Cal is Cal, bro. So sometimes they're okay, and sometimes they're just, just really bad. So. And really last bad. up, we got the game of the week, the one everybody's going to be watching throughout the Ooh. entire world. Even people in Japan will be watching this game. Um, <laughs> that is Houston versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech, a 10-point favorite. With the over under a 51 and a half. And if we are sticking with our scores, I do not have Tech Tech covering at all. But I do have the is that is that the over? You have the under, yeah. I believe. Not the, yeah, I no, have, you have uh, the over. Not the over. Oh, no, no, no. no over. You have the over. Uh I believe me and Nesto at the under. Yeah, you have the no. under. Nesto, I think, has the over though. I have the over. Yes. What Nestle was yours? What was Nestle's score prediction? 37-17. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. You have yeah, the under, gonna... but tech covering. You both have tech covering. Nesto has the over. over I have the over, but not. tech not covering. So, uh, yeah. yeah. No, and I have the under. Cool. Let's go. That'll do it for our easy money segment. Now getting on to one of our favorite segments. Not one of. The favorite segment amongst <laughs> hey. all of us, man. A and that would be um Zinni, what would it be? Oh, you know, it's them them bueno vibes, man. Them good times, <laughs> them good vibes, my friend. That vibe of the week. What you vibe? I'm sorry, with, I didn't hear you. Nesto, what did he say? Oh he said it's that good say? vibes of the week time, man. Uh, good vibes. Did, did I hear that correct? Is it time for the good vibes vibe of the week? Is it time to you know what? let's just go ahead? Cue Andre 3K. Cue let's the go. Song. Cue the song. <laughs> Cue Andre 3K. Let's go, baby. All right. Getting into our good vibes vibe of the week. Uh, who wants to lead it off, man? Nesta, you want to lead it off? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's go, brother. So my good vibe of the week is... Give me a second. Oh, Give me a second. Man. Is he taking off the rack? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, they don't do that. Oh my, cornrows, brother. Oh, hey, shit, hey, that's hey, shit. Looking good, dude. 
Hey, that looks good, man. Heck yeah. I appreciate it, bro. Who did that for you? Uh, I got it done professionally. Oh, nice. Man. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yes, sir, Not so the do-rag had a purpose, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wearing wear for style. Wearing <laughs> <laughs> wear for style, honestly. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, here, making oh, fashion. Oh, yeah, so that's my good vibe Hell of the yeah, week. dude. Hell yeah. You, man, you should have gone last, dude. I would have gone if I'd known that. You'd done that reveal <laughs> at the end, you know? Damn, kind of hard to... Yeah. Damn you. I was gonna go with a beard comb, so that's actually I guess hair related. If I had a if I had that's a, a good vibes by the way, go beard comb. My vibe is a beard comb. Well really just, you know, you know, exfoliating your hairs, man. It's good to do. It's good to do. It is. A beard comb. It, it wasn't gonna be a beard comb. It wasn't. <laughs> but what is your good vibe trying- of the week, buddy? Vibe of the week, I'm actually gonna go with uh food. This week, my dudes. Uh, there was a Stop fair. Getting in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was a fair out here in good old Amarillo, Texas. You know, it was a fun fair, a good time. Had some fried food with the old gal of mine. Shout out to her. We had a good time. Wanted to get a caricature, but the line was too long. So we settled for the fried Oreos. And oh my God, they were so Ooh, good, man. That's a fried man, the Oreos. Oh, the fried Oreos. Oreos are good by do themselves. It. You fry them up, dude. It's a whole nother. Ah, delicious. So yeah, fried Oreos, uh, the funnel cake. That whole shebang. It was so oh, good. Fried food got to be my good vibe, vibe of the week. And it's becoming fall, you know, Halloween time. This is, you know, that time of the year where, you know, stuff like that happens. So that's my good vibe of the week. Go outside. Uh, get off your phones, yo. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good time outside, man. It's definitely a good time outside, man. Heck yeah. So uh, my good vibes, vibe of the week is something that I feel like doesn't get enough credit, you know, and that especially amongst men because we're just too manly to refuse that this is good. It's pumpkin spice, everything. Pumpkin spice lattes. I love a pumpkin spice latte. Pumpkin spice pancakes. You know, like when you go out and get that, that. a pumpkin spice cold brew. Uh, I mean, they're just, they're awesome. Like it, it, it tastes, good like it's it's delicious man and but we're all too like you man we can't like pumpkin spice that's a white girls thing like you know like, like and I, I i get it i get it it's not the most amazing I mean, thing to to order but it's good like why why are we denying this why are we depriving ourselves of something that is delicious man and it is absolutely delicious i meant to that one like, i i just I, I i hate like when people like want to put that um you know, put put that narrative out there, man. Like, like, oh, your man can't be doing that. He can't be drinking that stuff. That's for your girl, or that's for <laughs> your, your your daughter, or something like that. Or you know, they try to make you know, little jokes here and there about it. You know, um, I just I I hate it, man. I hate it. Like, I, I hate yeah. that narrative. So my good vibes out of league is actually pumpkin spice everything, dude. You know, pumpkin spice everything. I respect that, man. I I enjoy pumpkin spice. I have no uh, problems admitting that. If I'm a basic white girl, then that's cool. I'm in my basic white girl era right now with the pumpkin spice everything. So that's just me. Admitted we're on the podcast. Look, it's either you either you like it or you don't. That's kind of my take on it. It's kind of like mint chocolate chip. You either like it, you don't. There's no between. I don't. That's kind of how I don't like that. By the way, it's definitely in the face. It is, it is, yes. But uh yeah, no, I, I like pumpkin spice. From the gasp of Nesto earlier, I don't think he is too big of a fan of pumpkin spice. <laughs> I could be no, wrong. I mean I like it. It's just I don't know, got caught off guard by it, but um <laughs> I just think, dude, I just I don't know, like 
uh, I, I want to like it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I, 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 I think, think it's just can. one of those things. If, if I'm going to buy into the holiday that season, because sometimes I'm really into the holidays. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I'm like fall everything. I'm like Mr. Christmas, Mr. Halloween, whatever. And then there's just some seasons where I'm like, eh, I'm not feeling this shit this year. <laughs> okay, I understand. <laughs> That's fair. That's like, if holidays, you want to say, like, cool. you know, it's it's overrated, I won't argue that with you. Because, like, there's always this, like, you know, craze. Like, if you're going to say, like, it's overrated, I, I won't argue with you. I think, you know, it is a little bit overrated. But that's not really where I'm getting at, though. Like, it's still delicious. But I'm getting at the, like, yeah. you know, oh, you're a guy. You can't enjoy this delicious drink or these delicious so, pancakes or something. So Jonah's That's really just mad I'm at status quo. You're just mad at society. Yes. Mad yeah. at man. Man. I'm mad revolting at the man, man. against it, dude. Sauce, I go against man. the stigma. Oh, God. I want to find you guys. So that's my good vibes. Vibe of the week segment here. Uh, I like Zuni, that you got any trivia for before we wrap this one up, man? No trivia this week. Uh, tell me the last time Texas Tech didn't that only scored three points at halftime. Tell me the last time that happened. Only scored three points at half. Yeah, been a while. I've seen that. Jonah and all of his encyclopedia of trivia does not know this question. <laughs> Neither do I. Actually, Neither do I. I was at halftime. It's been a long time since we have scored three points at halftime. Hmm. Yeah. So, I hmm. want to say it's never happened, Joe. It's a trick question. Never happened. It's never happened. What the heck? We scored zero, <laughs> but never three. <laughs> never three. <laughs> never three, man. I'm just. What that question really then, dude? That. I'm just playing. It wasn't a trivia question. I told you I didn't have any. I was. It was. Oh. A, it was more of a genuine question. Did I stump you? I wouldn't be surprised if it's never happened. If I'm being honest. Oh, so like yeah, that's not the right answer either. <laughs> it's not the right answer. Now, I like I said, it okay. surprise okay. me. I didn't have that's any true. trivia, but I just wanted to test Jonah's brain to see if he'd actually give me an answer. <laughs> you, I might, I might do some digging, and I'll get back to you on that later on the week. On the three point, worry, the last man. time we scored three points at halftime, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll get back to that one. Come back. To that. I'll, I'll look it up. Don't worry. But no, I don't have any trivia for you this week, guys. Any final thoughts or shout outs for wrap this one, man? Yeah, shout out to the listeners. Shout out to, you know, the upgrades on the pods. Yes. You won't say it out loud, but shout out to the upgrades. They never stood a chance. Ah, if you get that <laughs> reference, thank you. But um, yeah, shout out to the to the listeners, shout out to the to the fam, shout out to my cat, and shout out to my girl. So uh shout out to the boys as well. Love doing it with y'all. It's always a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. What about Shout out, Nesto's, uh, shout out to Nesto's. Shout uh, to uh, uh, hairstylist. Whoever yeah. gave him the brain. Shit, Hell yeah, dude! That shit was fire, bro. For real, for real. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. Looking good. I might need to go up on the Twitter this this week. <laughs> go up on the Twitter page this week, dude. <laughs> supporting the boys' hair, man. You know, heck yeah. It's always good to have a good stylist or a good barber, man. It always is. You know, yes, I used sir. to be a, I used to be a real cheap ass and get like eight dollar haircuts, and I would get what I pay for. Um, now I don't. <laughs> now I don't. You know, so it's always good to have a good stylist. But so shout out no, to the stylists and barbers out there, man. You guys do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it's gonna go ahead and do this one. Really appreciate y'all uh, for listening. Uh, remember to keep the vibes high, keep the guns up. For Nathan Zuniga, Nessa Martinez, I'm Joni Young. Saying so long, and we'll see you next time here on Runner Podcast. Okay.